Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pass Your Torch, where we're building bridges and filling gaps. I am your host, Kevin Sr., a.k.a. Daddy-O, a.k.a. Pops, a.k.a. Unc. And that's a shout out to all my mentees, because those are the names that they call me. So today, um, I wanted to uh, discuss the subject matter of black-on-black crime. And, uh, you know, because my my opinion of, of black on black crime, I contend that that the the idea of black on black crime is yet another narrative uh, that has been slyly introduced into our uh, our culture in order to uh, convince us that it's somehow our fault, the atrocities that we suffer as African-Americans. And as I was thinking about this subject matter and how I wanted to discuss it and things I wanted to say about it, it dawned on me that uh, most of the people that I hear uh, talking about black on black crime or using black on black crime as a counter um, when we are talking about, for instance, police brutality, um, a lot of the times when I hear the comments uh, such as, before we can address police brutality, um, we first have to address black-on-black crime. We have to stop killing each other. And on the surface, that is a, a wonderful point. Um, but um, I, I was noticing that I hear that mostly from people of my generation, um, my age, a little older, maybe a few years younger. But generally speaking, I hear it from my generation. Um, my opinion is uh, not so popular opinion. And so uh, with that, I was thinking about the uh, Black Lives Matter movement um, that happened last summer. And what generation is it that took the lead in those marches? And was uh, what generation is it that took the chance to go out there during COVID, um, put their lives on the line in order to be heard and to refuse to not be heard? And um, so that's the generation that I decided I wanted to speak most about this uh, black on black crime narrative. That generation, in my opinion, is, believe it or not, the Gen Z's. Um, I don't think Gen Z gets enough credit for their insightfulness. And so I decided to talk to someone from Gen Z. And the person that I am going to be speaking with is my very own daughter. Uh, her name is Bronte. And I want you all to just take a listen at her perspective as we discuss the black on black crime narrative. Hello. Hey, baby. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing good. I'm doing good. Things going good for you out there in Colorado land. Yeah, it's been a little cold the past few days, but it's not too bad today. That's what's up. That's what's up. It's been it's been like spring last couple days here. Ha ha. <laughs> this girl I know just moved out there and she's been posting about it, so Yeah, yeah. yeah very <laughs> jealous. <laughs> you don't have to be. You know you got a place to stay anytime you want to come get away from it all. True, true, true. So it's good to talk to you, though. Good to hear your voice. It's good to hear your voice, my daughter. You too, daddy-o. 
So um, we had a we had a a, a conversation not too long ago um, involving um, the whole the whole idea behind this uh, black on black crime idea. I was complaining. I was complaining about how every time um, we hear about uh, police brutality or you know things like that, that uh, a lot of us, a lot of a lot of black people, always want to start the conversation with, but we have to we have to um, fix black on black crime before we can worry about what cops are doing to us or you know. Or 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 uh, how are we gonna complain about what cops are doing to us when 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 we're killing ourselves and how much that just gets under my skin? Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about some of the reasons, you know, some of the reasons that I um, have a problem. Number one, you know, first of all, uh, uh, race is, is a social construct. Um, so you know, the whole idea about one quote unquote race. Um, killing themselves I think is ridiculous um, anyway but um, you know just the whole you know you want to talk about black on black crime but you know there's to me you can't talk about that if you don't also talk about white on white crime Asian on Asian crime um, uh, you know whatever whatever right. ethnic group you want to talk about right, right. so um, without me taking over the conversation you as a Gen Zer um, I'm curious to know what your opinion is about the whole black on black crime ideology. Um, I mean, yeah, kind of just like what we also talked about. Um, I mean, I think that from like as far as like what we're doing about it and like how we're moving forward from it, I just think that it's definitely something that people, especially my age, are starting to realize is like a social construct it's not and it's not that we can't deal with quote-unquote black on black crime until we deal with racism and I think that a lot of people my age are starting to realize that we could talk we could go back and forth about it all day long but the fact of the matter is the reason why we think that we need that black on black crime is a thing or the reason why we think that you know it's a bigger issue than or that the reason why we think that we can't ask for equality in things is because of black on black crime we're realizing the fact that the reason that black on black crime still exists is because we feel like we can't ask for equality rather than we can't ask for equality until we deal with black on black crime right right that's interesting that's interesting I, i love that perspective I love because it 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 really captures um it captures the essence of uh, you know because you know how how I I believe and and I I hope I've instilled in 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 my children um that the real issue is not black people per se the real issue is what has been done to black people yes. um we're put in permanent so- survival mode Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, to 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 say we can't we can't ask for equality or to have the attitude that we can't ask for equality until we deal with black on black crime um totally ignores um the reason that 
that we believe that black on black crime is is what we believe it is um you know first of all you know statistically speaking um black on black crime is not not much worse than any other crime you know if if it's being categorized and put put in boxes by race it's just a fact that the area that you live in who you live around is who you're going to commit crime against exactly and if if you stack if you if you stack you know, you you have forced black people into a certain area of town and then when you get them in that area of town you stack them on top of each other in 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 a so-called apartments that um, are meant to are meant to uh, house one family of three but in every one of those apartments you got six people trying to live there because of other issues with racism mm-hmm. um, you know at, at at some point you know what do you expect to happen when right. everybody everybody is trying to survive everybody right. is trying to survive you know um and at some point with any you know with with any race you know when it comes to survival survival means at some point my life means more than yours right it's either me or you right right you know and so it's a matter of of uh how that manifests itself in yeah. society and, and and the causes behind it you know um I started. I started rambling. You got to stop me. You got to stop me. No, I'm you're at, good. I kind of wanted to actually piggyback off of what you were just saying. This idea that we are in survival mode. This idea that we are in competition with one another. Which, I mean, that kind of just goes back all the way up until slavery. Really, like mm-hmm. you either were going to get auctioned off and parted from your family or you're going to be better than the next guy so that they want to keep you and that you can keep your family and so they've instilled this false idea that there's only so much room at the top for you people not there's only so much room at the top period there's only so much room at the top for you people for black people that's when and then we get into that because you know the white the the white man's telling us that we get into this idea okay well then I have to be better than that I'm in survival mode when what mm-hmm. we really need to be doing is being like all right bet there's only so much room at the top for my people at your table fine then let's go build our own table and we could all be at the top together there and I go. feel like they've instilled that so much that when you're in those type of neighborhoods where you got seven people staying in a two-bedroom apartment you have people willing to go there and willing to almost detach themselves from who they are detach themselves from their own people because they're like all right well if it can only be me or you then it's gonna be me right and that's where I think a lot of the time people get greedy power hungry and and scared really that they're never gonna get out of you know the situation that they're in and I think that's where you see a lot more black on black crime or Hispanic on Hispanic crime because we're you're put in those situations where that's really the choice that you're that that you feel that you're at and a lot of the times 
you don't you might not even be someone who is a violent person or who does those type of things but when you're in that environment you have no choice Uh and Uh people have and they have purposely put us in those environments to distract us from the bigger picture of asking for equality and things like that like I think going back to like my generation stuff I think we're starting to realize that that is set in place to distract us to harm us to keep us off balance right and we're like we're starting to be like you know what no like we can come together and you know do all these things together so I think my generation is just really starting to realize like yeah we could be distracted by what they're telling us about black on black crime mm-hmm. but we're start but at the same time we're like but we know that that's a distraction so we know that would be the wrong decision right 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 and that's 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 beautiful because you know you I don't think your generation gets enough credit right now. You know, um, of course, you know, every generation, their parents said, you know, these kids today don't know what they're doing or, you know, these kids today are stupid or these kids today are lazy. You know, every generation says that. Right. Right. Um, And every generation, um, the children prove the parents wrong. Right. But I've got to say your generation um, I think you guys have been given way less credit than than you do. Um, that Black Lives Matter movement over the over last summer, you guys yeah. led that. Y'all led the way. You know, you guys did that. You know, people like me just followed your lead. You know, as 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 all about marches as I am. You know, I I, I took you and you and and Jeffrey to a march when y'all were three years old yeah i remember that you know um but i followed y'all's lead because y'all had it together y'all knew exactly what you wanted to say how you wanted to say it you know um and you made sure to make it known to the entire world we mean business and i love that about your generation i love it and i appreciate y'all so i want to say that first um but but back to what you were saying, you know, as far as, um, you know, being backed into a corner and, and things like that, you know, it, it, it brought to mind for me and you probably getting ready to trip out on me, but it, it brought to it brought to mind for me um, that outcast song um, where uh, uh, Big Boy says um, a play don't want no trouble. Or nigga don't want no trouble. Play just want to kick back when my gate is off and watch my little girl blow bubbles. Mm-hmm. But I'm but still really still ready to 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 uh, what do you say? I'm still ready to rob, steal, and kill for anything that threatens mine. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 want to be peaceful. We want right. to be peaceful people. You know, but if you back us into the corner, we will do what we have to do to make sure that we're okay. Most definitely. And and that's, you know, that's true of any human. But when black people do it, it's shared in a negative light. Yes. You know, when yes. white, when white people do it, it's patriotism. Yes. And that, that reminds me of um, our conversation, Lynn. And I know that you kind of wanted me to make sure I made a point of this. Um, about, you know, I'm willing to protect what's mine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, when we were talking about um, Black Panther and the, the gangs that were made to protect us. Right. 
Right. And so, you know, we those gangs were made to protect us. They were made to give back to the community. But then they were threatened. And then, you know, the government was coming after them and trying to portray them in this criminal light. And I think that was kind of like the point that I was making um, during that conversation was just that our gangs, people need to like understand our gangs were not originally made to, you know, be fighting over colors. And it wasn't, it was never made to divide us. It was made to bring us together. But then you know, the government and the white man, they criminalized our gangs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when you that's when you really start to see black on quote unquote black on black crime. It it was never about it was never about red and blue or whatever the case may be. It was never about that. It was right. to bring us together. Right. Right. But then they saw it as a way to portray in the media and then tear us apart. Right, right. Right. And when, you know, and as part of that as well, you know, once once the government figured out um, how how positive the original, quote unquote, gangs were and 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 and, and the, the political potential um, that was there, um, you know, the the quick, easy answer was let's decriminalize or let's let's criminalize uh, uh, marijuana let's let's um introduce heavy drugs let's let's introduce some crack into their neighborhoods and then tell and then tell them the best way for your organization to get ahead is to sell this crack and make lots of money and then tell the other gang the same thing and next thing you know you've created gang wars right yeah Um, right and i think that also goes back to the limited resources like I feel like people just it's not even that they don't realize that I think that it's just not a known connection to people I don't think that they think about it for long enough because like if you think about quote-unquote black crime think about the reasons why and then when you look at the reasons why look at the things that you know black lives matter protests and all these other people are moving forward Right. Within within the governmental system. Right. Right. And if people would just make that connection, they'd be like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why am I falling into this? Why am I believing what they're telling me? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's, you know, that's one of those. That's one of those. Is it is it sincere ignorance or is it conscientious stupidity? Do you not want to hear the truth? So you deny the truth. And, and right. we're 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 seeing that so blatantly obvious right now in our country that it almost blows the mind that somebody can still not get it. Right, right. Especially just I think, and I was telling, I forget who I was telling this to the other day. I just feel like there's too many ways to get information to not know. Right. Right. Yep. 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 And, you know, the problem is, you know, as 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 good as as good as the Internet and social media has a potential to be. um, The problem is that people have got and this is everybody, not any uh, even certain generations. I've noticed it across the board. um, People have stopped doing research in favor of um, finding a meme that says what they want to say. 
and they'll mm-hmm. just they'll just take that meme as truth you know and and yeah. you, you try to have a debate with them and their their every reply is a damn meme you know it's like bro come yes. on come on bro that's that's not evidence you know that's that's something somebody right. you know i, I can somebody sit else said yeah yeah you know i could sit down today and and write 10 memes out and just you know type them up as as if they're fact and put them out there and somebody will be sharing my shit like like evidence right you know that's 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 unfortunate <laughs> that's unfortunate that's it it's unfortunate and like really like harmful because i think like i mean for my generation i think like we're we're not the main ones doing that but we do i've noticed that we do that a lot like we're very we're very fast paced like we want things and we want it right now uh-huh. so like i think whenever we see a video we're like damn like like I don't know what, I, like, whatever the video could be, we could be like, damn, that's really fucked up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna repost that so people can see it, right? And they can know that it's messed up, and they know that, you know, like they could do something about it too, right? But it's like, we're not taking the time to make sure that the stances that we're always taking are actually factual and actually beneficial for the whole public to know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think it's great that, like, my generation's, like, super involved in politics. They're, you know, they're speaking out. They're using the voice, da 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 But I think before we use our voice sometimes, like, we need to actually, like, fact-check ourselves before speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, yep. And it, 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 it's funny because it goes, it goes, uh, like, through, through every aspect of, of, of shaping, you know, how we view ourselves because i i've 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 even seen and and lord bronte i can see it from a a 60 year old man i can see it from a 17 year old boy it doesn't matter but they you know i see so often these memes and and these these little short snippets these little short sayings or whatever um where people think they're sounding pro-black but if you really read the, you know, if you really think about the idea behind it, it's always putting down someone else that's black, you know, or, yeah. and, and, and they convey the idea that if you don't do it by yourself, you can't trust anybody. You got to, you know, you almost like you have to be on your own physically and mentally in order to be successful. You know, everything's about yes. the snake in the grass. You know, your best friends will be the one to turn on you. You know that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and 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 with the whole um, uh, black girl magic uh, movement, you know, I see these posts. You know, um, black men are special too. Well, yeah, bro, we know that. Right. But, no one said. Right. No one said you weren't. Right. You know, nobody's just just like you get mad when a white person says all lives matter just because you say black lives matter. Well, I'm offended. Because when I said black girls are special, you said black boys are too. Right. I'm offended the same way. You know. Right. You know, I, I me and me and uh, me and Mama Sonya have have coined a new term. We we say we tell people to quit all lies mattering us. (laughs) (laughs) 
God. You know, people would change their mind real quick, like, well, I'm not one of them. Right. I thought so. Right, right. (laughs) I thought so. Right. Yep, yep. (laughs) Yep. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I just think that, like, like how you were saying, like, whenever you're trying to build up one person or one type of person people automatically assume that you're trying to tear that other group down and it's like I think that just also goes back to like kind of just like to keep it as far as like what we're talking about um as far as like black on black crime like that's just that same mentality that same survival mode type of thing like it's really just because you're like we're so used to having to defend ourselves against everyone we can't be okay when someone else is being uplifted in that moment right 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 yep yep and i think that can just that i mean that lead that can lead to jealousy you know mm-hmm. lack like you being stagnant in life not being able to grow and i think like that's just it's just been so deeply embedded into our minds that that's the way that we have to live yes and that it's really it's really hold like it's really something we've outgrown and when you when you know as a flower as a as a tree or whatever you want to you know compare it to when you've outgrown something you have to move on from it but you know we've outgrown these mindsets but people are trying to keep us there and sometimes in certain situations we're allowing them to keep us yes 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 and and you know it's and even that you know even the things that we're talking about you know things as simple as as what memes we share and and what videos you know none of that's on accident either you know things things go viral on the internet for a reason you know and it's not all, it's not always just because a lot of people viewed it. It's because you know if if you if you know exactly how to how out the algorithms work um, on, on social media, there are certain things that you can say that get put out there more than other things you say already automatic. You know yes. more you know more people are going to see this because the algorithm picked up certain words. Um, and it's done that way in order supposedly to inspire conversation. You know, that's 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 the guise that it's that it's presented uh, under. But what it really does, you know, it's 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 just new age brainwashing. You know, they had to move on. Yeah. You know, they had to move on from from leaflets in 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 World War Two to or in, in World War One to radio messages in World War Two you know, to TV messages during the Vietnam War. And now social media is just a new propaganda. Right. Most definitely. Most definitely. And I don't even think that, I mean, with propaganda, it was never made to spark conversation. It was made to persuade you to think like the government. Exactly. I think that, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever seen, what what was the movie? The Social Dilemma? Did you ever watch that? Uh-uh, I don't think so. You just gave me one. Basically, it's exactly. 
it's so good you'll probably like you'll honestly like I swear dad like I'm always like if I have talked about anything important I'm like turn off your phone real quick like I'll tell anybody (laughs) just after that movie like oh my gosh I don't I don't I have Siri turned off everything Mm. but basically it's this documentary talking about those algorithms and it it's literally to it's like it I mean they kind of talk about oh well one side talking about you know oh well it's to build connection it's to create conversation da, 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 da. but then you have these people who used to work for those companies talking about the algorithm and it's literally like day by day bit by bit they're slowly showing you things to like change the way you think right. and assimilate it towards the things around right. you where instead of making things around you assimilate to your interests, right right it's vice versa right right yeah and it's funny that you that you brought that up because um i think it was last week i was listening to one of the news um it wasn't really news it's you know one of those commentary type shows but they had a um a specialist on you know, the algorithm guy or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he was talking about that. And he was talking about how that is actually how um, uh, your groups like the Proud Boys and, and, and all those groups that, that did the insurrection, that's how they grew. Facebook put them together, or I guess I shouldn't have said the name of any social media company, but social media companies um, put them together through those algorithms. You know, and they did it so. I mean, like a a housewife, you know that that is interested in a a certain company's apron, and they slide a little idea in there for her where she goes clicks on something, and you know the next ad is something a little more aggressive, and then piece by piece, and next thing you know, she's believing the the kinds of things that that uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene believes. You know, if it's He's talking, and it was—it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Very manipulative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing is deep. This thing is deep. It is. Um, I did want to actually think of a question that I kind of wanted to ask you about, as far as the whole black on black black crime being a social construct. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, you've obviously, like, you listen to, like, rap music from, you know, back in the day to now. Mm-hmm. And there's, I've I've personally noticed, I don't know if it's just because I follow, like, a lot of music stuff, mm-hmm. but I've noticed a, a reoccurring conversation of um, rap music sort of fantas- is it fetishizing um and kind of like yeah I guess fair side mm-hmm. I can't even, for lack of a better term mm-hmm. um this criminal lifestyle criminal mindset and I was just curious like how do you like how do you feel when people are talking about that and like do you think it's more so fetishizing or is it actually I'm just gonna ask you what do you think it is how do you feel about it um that's a good question and it's a now a couple of angles i can answer from but first of all um hip-hop rap however you want to categorize it um but uh hip-hop has 
it's always been an expression of the conditions that black people find themselves in. Right. Um, whether that was, you know, um, planet rock when we were dancing our way through um, revolution and we were creating new dances and everybody was break dancing. And that's how we chose to, um, to express ourselves re revolutionary um, or whether it was, uh, you know, fuck the police um, and the things that, that that were talked about during that era, you know, the things that Tupac talked about, they've all been reflections of what we were going through, but it was it's reflections based on the oppression, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I really don't think it's I really don't think it's any different now. Um, okay, now, do I do I wish the lyrics were different? Hell yes, I do. You know, I don't I don't like the idea of my daughters every time they turn on the radio it's some dude talking about where he gonna put it wanting you to pop it you know i think that's fuck mm -hmm. sorry got emotional i think that's messed up you know i think that's messed up yeah you know um now my generation had its share of of dirty music too right um mm -hmm. but i would put prince's version of dirty up against the stuff I hear now any day because at least Prince made you imagine right. right he made you imagine you know you don't have to imagine anything these days it's just out there for you where where I'm gonna put my you know, where I'm gonna put my finger how am I come on I mean you know what I'm saying yeah. um but that too is a reflection of inner city kids the life they're going through right now and i might may i add it is also a result of oppressive tactics you know because that's what the music industry has allowed to be pushed forward on on mm -hmm. purpose because they don't want our black women to believe that they're queens you yeah, know that's like basically the more disrespectful the right better. right right you know, so I, you know, that's that's one part of the answer. The other part of the answer is um, I've always looked at music um, and and like even I don't know how to I don't know how to how to how to express it other than, you know, I, I'll just say it like this. Let's say shallow lyrics. Right. The lyrics where um, a person is doing nothing but talking shit. Right. I've been able to, or, you know, the way I view that, because let's keep it real. Black families are a trip. You know, we talk, we talk shit. We talk trash. You know, we have a cookout, you know, you got a drunk uncle over there having a ball, you know, you got, you got cousins over there doing shit they ain't supposed to be doing. You know, you got people sitting at the car table, um, Playing, playing cars, talking trash about, boy, boy, I kick your ass right now, you know, and and, yeah. and you got uncle over here talking about what woman he just, and no, he lying. No, he lying, you know. Mm. That's what, to me, that's what shallow hip-hop is. It's just somebody sitting on the porch, talking shit. It's not to be taken serious like that. 
Right. You know, that's the way I see it. You know, um, and and you know, on, on the same note, I like gangster rap. You know, I like your 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 um. Oh God, I'm about to date myself. But um, well, <laughs> I just I'll just say gangster rap. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like my Scarface. You know, um, I like my 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 Jeezy. I like, but the reason I like that is because when I listen to that, I I have no experience with with trap houses and 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 you know have I have no experience with that but um on a on a there's a there's a certain there's a certain level at which all black people can connect right mm-hmm. and so I take those songs as metaphors for my life I'm a bad son of a gun you know and when I go mm-hmm. out there into that corporate world, you damn right. You can't mess with me. I'll blow you away. You know, I'll blow your head off. You know what I'm saying? I I, mm-hmm. I, I, I get these bags. You know what I'm saying? All that, you know, to me, gangster is go out there in that world. You conquer whatever comes comes ahead of you. You make sure your family's taken care of. That's gangster. When a black man, yeah. when a black man can survive in the corporate world, not just survive, but thrive in the corporate world yeah. that's gangster as hell and if i want to put on some doggone um uh uh the baby and every word he says i see in my head me going into a, a meeting and and standing up for for the worker and and telling that that racist dude sitting across the table kiss my ass you can't beat that i'm right and all they can do is say yeah your numbers are right that's what i'm talking about that's gangster and and so mm-hmm. I'm driving home like you know I'm driving home singing singing Scarface thinking about that meeting you know what I mean right you know so that's how you know hip hop has its place and it, if it's if it's thought about the right way cool did I did I answer your question or or did I go off the beaten path yeah. <laughs> no no you got it I was just like kind of. Yeah, I mean, you got it. I think I was just, um, I don't know, I was just curious just because, like, I um, I was in, like, what was that, a year and a half ago? I was in a, do you remember that African-American lit class? Uh-huh. I was in? We were in it, and um, my teacher was talking about rap, and him and this kid that, that were in the class, they were going back and forth, and the teacher was just talking about how you know, like rap and whatever is basically, he was like saying how it's fetishized and how he thinks that it's just like a way for like younger kids, like kids my age to get a, get an idea or get a, get a taste of what it's like to grow up in those situations without actually growing up in those situations. And he was just kind of explaining it and like, now kids are thinking, okay, well, you know, if I'm not good at sports and shit, let me just, excuse my language, let nah, me just go on good. the corner Talk. and sell some dope real quick. Right. And he was just kind of saying, like, they're they're finding those kids in those neighborhoods and not making, giving them a platform to tell their story, but they're giving, a, giving them a platform to f- kind of make that lifestyle seem like the lifestyle to live. Right. 
right? Yeah, the marketing part and of I it. I think, and I think like that kind of made sense because I'm like looking at you know all these all these little white girls and white boys listening mm-hmm. to freaking young young NBA talking about oh I'm about to go whatever whatever he was right. talking about right. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, Susan, mm-hmm. you you grow up in Cherry mm-hmm. Creek, which I mean, some people may not, but it's a nice neighborhood out in Colorado. Right. You live in Cherry Creek, and you're over here talking about you're about to go slang some of this and do da 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 and shoot up this. And I'm like, I feel like it's be- rap is becoming another way for the government or the oppressor to oppress us and I think it's honestly sad like because whenever I listen to like the music that you're talking about like Tupac and G-Eazy and NWA and all that like that was music that was talked that was literally expressing what they've been right. through. it was it was like a journal right right it was talking about their human condition right. But now it's it's dudes talking about oh yeah I'm about to go do this and I'm about to go do that not because I have to but because I want to and I'm right a and it's like that's where I feel like that mindset is wrong yeah. because what you were describing a man who makes sure that he takes care of his family he makes sure that he's hustling he makes sure that he's getting to it regardless that's what I think of when I think of a gangster right. but I see a lot of people my age and younger thinking that a gangster is somebody who sells drugs and puts violence and and crime back into his community and doesn't help nobody out. He's just a right. dog. He goes and gets it by himself for himself. And right. 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 But you know what though? The um the the <laughs> the pot you know me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the the good thing about that though, baby girl, is is, you know, just like everybody wanna be black until it's time to be black, you know, um yes. everybody wanna be gangster till it's time to be gangster. Everybody ain't cut out for that yeah. shit, you know. And you try that shit if you want to, one time, and real and real and yeah, realize what it is. Somebody gonna tell you, you yeah. know. And and you'll go back and apply for that job. You you'll get you you'll real get your quick. ass out the streets, you know. You know? <laughs> but yeah, but no, but 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 seriously though, um, that's that too though is a result of, you know, that's that's what happens when white corporate America takes over anything you know um anything yeah you know it's it's marketing how to make the most money and that's what i was talking about you know they only let that kind of music out you know you give me a catchy beat and some little one two one two little little catchphrase that everybody can say real easily and i'll put you on the radio you don't have to you don't you don't even have the Mm -hmm. same thing that makes any sense you know, as long as they understand you saying, I'll rape you and I'll shoot you and I'll sell you drugs. Right. As long right. as they hear that, I don't care what else you say. You know, um, but we do have we do have plenty, plenty out there that that still are about what hip hop is, is really supposed to be about. You know, um, we just unfortunately. But those people, those people only have. You know, right. We 50 50k followers on instagram and are still having to ask and pay for other right and you know like pay all these venues to show them right 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 they have to hustle harder they have to hustle harder yep 
Yeah, that's 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 why I like when 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 you and I share music because you always turn me on to those kind of people, and I try to do the same thing. You now, sometimes I do see you some. Sometimes yeah. I do see you some ghetto stuff, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, dang, 9.30 on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put my headphones in. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> but, uh, but look, it's been nice talking to you. Um Real good conversation. I, I I knew it was gonna be a good conversation, but um yeah. But again, I'm 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 proud of of your generation, and more specifically, of course, you know, I'm very proud of you. And just hearing the way your mind thinks, I'm 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 always amazed at the way your mind works and 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 just the way you view life. I want you to know I'm proud of you, sweetheart. Proud of you, baby girl. Thank, thank yeah, you. For sure, for sure. So um. I'm going to end this episode and um, I want to thank you again for coming on. And we got to do this again because this was real fun. I really like this. Yeah, I really, I I was nervous, but. Yeah, it was cool. Fun. It, was, it was good cool. talking to you. We're, we're, yep, definitely good talking to you. So um, I'm going to end this one up and um, we're going to talk again for sure. Um, even, you know, as we, you know, you know how we do, we'll talk on the phone before we even do an episode, but right. yeah. So I appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. I really enjoyed it. Of Thank you so much. I right, love me. you. Whew. That was a nice conversation. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. I want to thank, once again, thank my, my beautiful daughter, Bronte, for her participation in this episode. Um, I hope she got something out of it. I know I certainly did. And I hope the listener, all of you out there, got something out of this as well. If nothing else, I hope it at least sparks a conversation. Thanks again for listening. And please continue to tune in. I do appreciate everybody that's listened so far. Please continue to tune in. And uh, let's have some conversations, y'all. Let's do this. One.